quite a few entrepreneurs that I I follow in terms of content that when they talk about the 2021 reflection, I just saw that team coming across uh, quite regularly. And I also realized that, you know, hey, it's, you know, things take time, right? You you want to monitor your, your micro growth, but you also want to make sure that you're not just overjudging yourself and stuff. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Rax Swin of Nomads Unveiled. Rax, super excited to have you on the show. Yo, Gresham, thanks for having me on. Excited to be speaking to you. Yes, I'm definitely excited to have you on as well, too. We were talking a little bit before we got started, and you're doing so many awesome things. So I'm super excited to kind of dive in and hear about all the awesome things you've been able to do. And of course, we can learn from you. But of course, before we do that, I want to read a little bit more about Rax so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Rax is a nomadic entrepreneur and creative director that works with global clients on design and content strategies. He also runs Nomads Unveiled, a travel and remote lifestyle information site. And with a curiosity for the world and human perspectives, he hosts the Chat with Nomads travel podcast featuring conversations of world travelers and nomads. Rex, super excited again to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I like to call your CEO story. Cool. Um, so basically what I do these days is that I travel around the world and I try to build a lifestyle that is, you know, free, free geographically financially, mentally, that's what I'm trying to achieve in general in life. Um, and it all started back a few years ago when I was firstly in the startup scene, uh, running tech startups. That was always my background. Um, tried it for a bit and then kind of at the end of the day decided that, hey, this is not working out because uh, we had the team, but then not really the domain expertise. And I realized back then that freedom was something that I actually value quite strongly after going through the process. So I was like, screw this, let's go and do something that I really want to do. And I have always joked um, when I left, when I graduated from school that I'm going to just take off and travel around the world. Haven't really done that, but I was thinking, you know, now is the time. So I started building off businesses based off the idea that I can get things done remotely. And back then, even when I started looking at uh, development houses and stuff in Singapore, outsourcing or tapping on resources abroad was already a very obvious trend. So even before the whole COVID pandemic and everything, I always knew that remote work and tapping on global resources will be the future of stuff. So that's how I kind of started building off the fact that let's start different operational models that can kind of test this theory and see how things can be always done remotely as much as possible. And of course, in the last few years, we have seen it grow, especially because of the pandemic. So I now run a design studio that is fully remote, serving international clients. All my team is remote. And I also run an information site talking about travel and remote work, obviously. Uh, and similarly, the team is global from everywhere else. And that's why I love the idea of looking into the story of different people, which is similar to what this podcast looks at, but I'm more interested in traveler stories. And so that's why my podcast focuses on like traveler stories and how they run that freedom lifestyle and what freedom means to them. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love, love, love it. And, you know, like I mentioned, you know, before we, you know, got into the conversation, I hit record, like, I think so many times when you're, you know, running a business or even frankly, living your life, sometimes you can forget about why you're doing what you're doing. And I love that you really sounds like you came to that word freedom. And you started to realize, like, how can you kind of create that freedom um, while still be able to, to sound like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, have that purpose, have that opportunity to make an impact and all of those things. So I love that's how you landed. And I think so many times we forget that we too can, you know, pick up the, I always say, pick up the paintbrush and kind of create the life we ultimately want to have. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. I think a lot about this is also taking the leap of faith to, to try it out. One thing is that I, Although I valued that a lot, I wasn't really sure like, well, I had the idea to travel the world and stuff, but I, there was no back then, of course, the, the famous term today for, the, for this group of people are called digital nomads, right? And sometimes when I go on other podcasts, they will ask like, why do you decide to become a digital nomad? The fact was that when I did this, I, I didn't know about digital nomads. It was not the intention to be a digital nomad. I just think that I wanted to travel and I have to find a way to make it like, you know, last. And a lot of people feel like it's a huge a big leap of faith, but sometimes it's also the idea that, you know, you just try and do it. There's no stress on saying that you have to go for a year, you have to go for four years or stuff like that. And there's no, no rule to say that you have to go like very far off, you know. I think this applies to life in general in the sense that why not just take a few steps and test it out. If it doesn't work out, there's, you can always go back to, to, to your original plans, you know. Yeah. And I appreciate you so much. And, you know, talking about, you know, your story, but also breaking that down. And I think, like you said, there's so many times a misconception that um, if I want to be this, um, I have to do X, Y, and Z. If I want to be that, I have to do A, B, and C. And we sometimes forget that kind of fluidity, the creativity of being able to kind of do it for yourself. And I think when you said, you know, um, you didn't necessarily say, I want to be a digital nomad. You said, this is what freedom is for me. And this is how I want to create it. And then, you know, you get those terms, you get those titles, but I think we like ourselves in sometimes when you say, I, I, I need to be this and it needs to be for four years because so-and-so did it for four years that you sometimes lose that creativity and that freedom that you ultimately were trying to do everything for. Yep. Yep. So it's really a, a self-awareness game, kind of like know what you want and also know that it's going to change. Like, like it's not going to be the same forever. You might just want to do this right now. Right. And then obviously, and I believe this is almost always the case, the moment you start traveling, especially, and you see the world, you meet other people, your perceptions will start to change and your, your life plan will start to change, right? So you might decide that, hey, maybe at the start, and, and I see this in a lot of travelers and digital nomads is that when you start at first, you're enthusiastic about traveling, right? So you go like pretty quickly, you know, you're just at a new place every, every other week or stuff. But as you do it for longer term, it's, it's not about moving that frequency. It's not about checking off that checklist. It's about like staying in one place, understanding the people, forming the connections. It's no longer about seeing the attraction, but meeting the people that creates the memories. No one remembers that that rock somewhere in the world, right? When you think back, you remember the time you spent with friends and the people you meet, but you never remember like, I saw that rock somewhere that looks like a queen's head or something, you know? Yeah, I, I love that. And, and I think we forget so much about that experience piece. And, and I, th I feel like a lot of that might be, um, and I guess, ingrained in the idea that, okay, you have 
this amount of weeks for vacation. You have to work your nine to five and do all these things. So you have to go to as many places, see as much as possible, just so that you can check it off your list and do all those things, but actually be ingrained um, and, you know, see things, have those experiences. We sometimes forget like it's really exciting to see and do those things, but it also is even more exciting that the change that happens within us as a result of having those different experiences, perspectives, and seeing the world um, from a different uh, perspective and angle, it seems like. Yep, yep. I think that's that's addictive. I think one of the one of the phrase that I always say, and you can see on my website, is that I was writing about this paragraph when I did like six months in, and I was writing that the world is actually bigger than the geographical aspects of it. The, the world is bigger than we can fathom because the world is actually formed out of billions and gazillions of perspectives. And that is what's really triggering to long-term travelers. It's not about seeing the world physically, but it's about meeting the people and understanding that each one thinks differently and feels differently. And from there, I think you learn a lot, not just about business, you learn about life and you suddenly realize that everything starts to change, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to, to drill down a little bit more. Uh, I know you touched a little bit upon your site and your show and all the awesome things. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about that, what we could find on your site, what you're doing, um, and then what you feel maybe even is what I like to call your secret sauce and sets you apart and makes you unique. Yeah, for sure. So um, there's two main things that I do. One, I run a graphic design team, pretty straightforward business model, get clients to design, right? Uh, and that is kind of what I what I want to be is an engine that can consistently produce creative content, uh, not just for clients, but then subsequently in whatever I want to do, right? The other one is a Nomads Unveiled site is where I kind of started it to share basically the experiences and knowledge that I have with regards to remote work and, and travel. And the podcast, in, it was interesting because I started it during COVID. One of the triggering factors was that I actually love hanging out in hostels. It's one of go-to accommodation options apart from Airbnb and stuff. But of course, during the COVID, you, you don't go to hostels. And I don't foresee like going to hostels anytime soon in the one and a half years or two years I started because obviously it's you know not just not as safe. Um, and I miss the feeling of talking to people. You know, I go to hostel, you you love to hear the stories. So I was like, what should I do then? So I decided that why not I just start a podcast? Because the, the good thing is that usually it's hard to get the travelers that are traveling because they're traveling, right? And now that they're not traveling, they're grounded. Now they have a lot of time. So it's like, that's an advantage. Now I can just ping all the travelers and then we can just, you know, chat about whatever, right? So, so that was very interesting uh, for me to pick it up. And, and of course, that was also a challenge in terms of like coming in front of the camera and stuff because that was never like what I like to do. I was never a, a very outward public person. But when I started doing it, it's just fun to do, you know? And on the, on the website, we started doing content. This is also where I kind of pivoted in the last uh, few months in that it used to be, when I first started, it was more like a blog, right? I was just writing about what I want to write. But I started realizing one of my main focus was always about perspectives, you know, like, like seeing other people's perspective. If I write a blog, it's just going to be my perspective. So I was like... Maybe that doesn't make sense. And, and to be honest, practically speaking, it wasn't super efficient because writing is not like my strongest forte. That's for sure. I don't write like, like super fast. So I was like thinking maybe it should more be, be an info site together with some of my experiences. And then I can, of course, share a lot more of my own personality through the podcast because that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy speaking. And of course, my views portray out better that way compared to just writing. So now um, I focus a lot on like, creating content that are just useful 
based off what people want or what they're looking for. Absolutely. I love that. And so I, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And you might have already touched on this, but this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? For sure, it was what I touched upon, which is uh, practicing gratitude. Uh, ben, I, I would say the probably the precursor to that is the ability to catch negative thoughts. I think that's important. I've talked about that a lot. And that is something that I really know that I consciously practice. It took years for me to practice this. And I still do it every day in the sense that now whenever I feel something negative, I will be able to catch it almost instantly because of the years of practice. But at the start, it obviously takes some time to get used to it. But And, and it's not just in terms of business, but in life, right? One of my worst habits is I'm impatient. I'm like super impatient. I hate queuing for stuff. So even like when I'm just queuing for cinema tickets, I'll be like, shit, man, why is like, let's just queue movies so slow and, and stuff like that, right? And and you'll just be like angry and impatient and you'll be standing in line and then, and then seriously, that's a waste of time. But now I realize that whenever I feel that, I'll be like, oh, now I'm feeling impatient and, and feeling that negative thought has no use at all to my life or anyone else's life, right? So then you start having empathy for the people who is serving the counter. It might be a bad day. It might be a busy day, you know. It's not like a straightforward process, right? Sometimes it's as complex as life, you know, emotions are the same. Sometimes it needs to get go one whole round before getting back to the same spot. And that's okay, I think. You know, there's there's this concept, I think, especially in the modern world, where every, everyone wants things to be quick, you know. Same thing in the business world. Everyone wants to have year-over-year year growth for all businesses when that was never actually the case in the past even. You know, things take time to make sense. But of course, in this tech world and stuff and fast-paced world, everyone tries to have like, like a super hyperbola growth, like, you know, within a few years. And then when you don't achieve it, you feel like, oh, I'm shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't manage to get all this. And I've seen a, quite a few entrepreneurs that I, I follow in terms of content that when they talk about the 2021 reflection, I just saw that team coming across uh, quite regularly. And I also realized that, you know, hey, it's, you know, things take time, right? You you want to monitor your, your micro growth, but you also want to make sure that you're not just overjudging yourself and stuff. Awesome, awesome. Well, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Rex, what does being a CEO mean to you? I'm seeing this challenge of like helping other people grow being a very interesting aspect of it. And I think obviously I'm still learning it, but this is something that, that is very intriguing to me, I would say, in the in the last few months, because as I do it, there are new challenges to it. And it's almost about sometimes breaking the certain foundational stuff that created your first level of success, redefining it, and then setting a new foundation that will bring your business or your life to a higher stage. So I think today looking at it, what I'm really trying to see is that as a CEO, how can you really align the company's interests with personal interests and be able to help other people grow? I think that's probably the interesting, the very interesting aspect of it. Rex, truly appreciate that definition, that perspective. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, listen to your show and all the awesome things that you're working on. Yeah, cool. Uh, so I'll start off with where you can find me because that's probably the easiest. Uh, you can find me on my probably on the website. That's the best, nomadsunveil.com. 
that's where you can get all the information. The podcast is linked there, but otherwise you can find it on Shopify, on Apple and whatever not. Just call chat with nomads and you can probably connect with me on LinkedIn. That'll be straightforward. We will definitely have the links and information in the show notes so that everybody can get a hold of with uh, in hold of you and and, and and contact you, subscribe to the podcast and all those awesome things that you're working on. Truly appreciate that perspective, Rags. Of course, appreciate your time even more. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Yep. Thank you for your time. I, it was a really fun conversation. I'll be looking forward to interacting with you more for sure. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.